Welcome to the Well Drop Own Your Wellness. I'm your host, Amber Berger. And I'm Dina Wismer. We want to share key takeaways from our interviews. Here are this week's episode highlights. So Amber, you suggested bringing in Dr. Lippman. He was so fascinating and so down to earth. Um, I learned so much. Can you tell me a little bit about why you wanted to bring him in and what your biggest takeaway was? As somebody who's known him and worked with him for years, what was enlightening still about the conversation with him? Yeah, I think for you know me, it was really about sit, taking a moment and looking back at kind of what brought you to where you are today. And Dr. Frank Lippman was such an imperative role in my wellness journey. You know, I met him when I was in my 20s, which is just so wild to think about. And he introduced me so much about, you know, testing your body in order to analyze it. Of course, he did acupuncture, but it was more about really the testing side that really stood out for me about not just going for your annual visits once a year, that really staying on top if you have some sort of a deficiency. I happened to run more anemic and I was deficient in minerals and vitamins I didn't even know about. And so at first you do it at least every three months, every six months. And I think just as like a wellness plan for yourself, I really, even with my own family, I test ourselves twice a year, not once a year. Because sometimes once a year, it takes too long for you to, in, to know if you made a change. And sure. then you can constantly, it's about like doing like little tweaks here and there. Totally. And not waiting so long. And then you feel like you have this big uphill to climb because you're kind of like making up for lost time. So for him, I really love that he is, you know, sort of transitioned. His books are obviously very insightful. And I think he's a really great place to start if you're just wanting to start a wellness journey. It's not overwhelming. It's very simple. Um, I even gifted the book to my mom for Mother's Day. You know, it's just about going outside and getting sunshine in the morning to work with your circadian rhythm, grounding and walking barefoot in the grass, like such simple things that maybe can sound silly, but are so imperative to our body's nature and bringing us back to really what is earth. And I think we've gotten so away from it with all the tech. And there is amazing tech too, wellness tech, and I know he's diving into it. But what was funny, he actually was the one that put me on probiotics back in the day and was the first one that even the term probiotic before probiotics really took over the market. But now he's actually more into prebiotics. And Mm -hmm. I thought from our interview that that was really interesting. And it just shows how as a doctor and why I love him is he's constantly learning, constantly evolving. There isn't one way to be forever. And I think that that's been my biggest lesson with him. I didn't eat meat for a very long time. And he literally told me, no joke, for five years because I was so low in my iron and my ferritin. I was kind of a walking dead person, maybe on the charts. And he's like, you got to eat meat. You got to eat meat. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I could do it. And it wasn't until I felt so crappy that I finally was like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. But like he knew, I just didn't want to listen. I think that's like a big takeaway is just, it's not one way forever. Always evolve your habits with whatever your body is telling you and kind of to tap into your body's needs through maybe the testing is like a great first step to even see what your body needs. And as you start taking care of yourself, monitoring yourself, you sort of start kind of walking up that ladder on your wellness journey. Totally. Yeah. One, the big takeaway for me was ritual. And he's talked a lot about ritual, about rituals when you wake up in the morning. I will admit, my horrific habit is that when I wake up in the morning, I do look at my phone before I leave my bed, which is such a bad way to start your day. Everybody will tell you for mental health. So does my husband. I yell at him daily. It's so bad. And, and, And thinking about implementing rituals that prevent you from bad habits like that 
both when you wake up in the morning and in the evening. Of course, there are multiple times for ritual throughout the day. Those are two big ones. Yeah, and I think it's also nice you can create like a family ritual too. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be – sometimes I think people think that when they go on this wellness journey, it's like so – individual and so like you're on your own, you're by yourself. But I think about like engaging others around you in that ritual can maybe feel so nourishing and satisfying depending on your lifestyle and sort of what your needs are, you know, creating like a family bedtime ritual. And we probably don't realize we do rituals naturally. Okay, what do we do? We eat dinner then you go take a shower. Then we maybe read a book, we sing a song, and then we're tucking you in. Like that is technically a totally. ritual, but no one like put a label on totally. it. I right? will say I'm I'm only laughing because at this point, having a teenager who's about to start high school, I hope that some of those rituals will stick with her. At some point, it becomes out of your control. But I do think that setting the example also for how you care for yourself at any age, as a, in addition to doing rituals with your children, setting an example for how you conduct your life is impactful even when they're teenagers and they act like they're not watching, they're watching. (laughs) 100%. You know, for me, I make my matcha in the morning and I'm whisking it and doing it. And I do that actually before I even get the kids, but the kids know. And sometimes I'll do oil pulling with coconut. I I was just going to (laughs) say, the Amber does. So oil pulling is where you swish coconut oil in your mouth for at least about 20 minutes, if not more, which is a fantastic thing to do, which I try to do before bed sometimes when I'm alone. I know, and I know, I've we've heard, had this talk. She goes, "How are you doing this?" I do it in the morning. She does it in the morning, which I think is fascinating because my mornings are mostly involve a lot of communication. Yeah, it kind <laughs> so of made my house that? quiet. I literally will wake up, and you, I do it before I brush my teeth, and I'll do a tablespoon of coconut oil. And then actually I'll start to make breakfast. I'll make my coffee. Then I'll wake the kids up. But it became a joke where I'll kind of like hum a song. I used to like sing a song. So instead I sort of hum a song. (laughs) And they get up, they do their thing. And they come and eat breakfast. And like it's usually within like five minutes of breakfast. They'll be like, Mom, you still oil pulling? And it's a little joke. But it kind of gives them a moment to maybe not bombard me with so many questions because I can't answer them. I don't know. Maybe that's my subconscious way of just like, let's have a peaceful kind of quiet morning. It's amazing. As opposed to, did you brush your teeth? Tie your shoes? Did you That comes after. (laughs) (laughs) That's more my morning. (laughs) That does come after. I'm so curious also, and I don't, I haven't, I, how did you meet Dr. Lippman? Oh, so this is actually, I think, great talking about the power of your community. And actually, when you are in having, facing some sort of a challenge, whether it's a health challenge or it could be an academic challenge, I really believe in utilizing your community. And I think a lot of times in our parents' generation, they were actually more trained and conditioned to be quiet about things, keep things private, and let's not talk about it, keep it within the family. Luckily for me, I didn't come from that. My parents, we are just like big open books. There's no whole bards with me. I'm very transparent. And I had a friend at the gym. I was actually doing for stress for me at work at the time. I was doing a lot of reflexology because I learned about that when I went to Bali on my honeymoon. And it just wasn't cutting it for me. I knew I needed something else. I didn't know what. And I met this friend. We go to this gym all the time and three times a week. And I noticed that she started kind of looking, just her face started lighting up. She looked lighter, brighter. She started feeling good. And she started telling me like, you know, she had a thyroid issue. And I said, well, what are you doing? Something's changed. Like, you're looking amazing. Like you, I could tell like the veil has been lifted. And she said, oh, I met this doctor and I forget how she even met Dr. Littman. 
And I said, that's so funny. I'm actually looking for a doctor just like this. And that's how I found Dr. Lippman. And I never looked back. I mean, he is just so warm and sincere. And we just clicked, you know, since day one. And he's really just been such a source of wisdom, not only, of course, for me, but I just think for functional medicine in general, like he really is a pioneer, you know, starting it way back when and doing it from New York, that he's really made such a difference in so many people's lives. And um, another thing he had taught me that we didn't cover as much was just about giving your digestive system a rest. I definitely did like some sort of cleanse with him at first when I first went there to just clean me out from who knows what. Um, I spent my childhood eating Doritos and Oreos. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Child of the 80s. So that's what we had after school. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for Dr. Littman, for me, his my big action, you know, takeaways are about prebiotics, maybe over probiotics, or at least first start with some prebiotics. I think for you, it was active ritual. Yes, definitely. Which is great. I think, you know, as a third would just be about really getting your markers checked more than just once a year and maybe checking them twice a year and whatever the imbalances are. And then you recheck them. Like, I think we forget that part. Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The Well Drop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.